Eventually, if we don't control our healthcare costs, there will be no money left in the coffers. So people are waking up to this. Large insurance companies are battling the hospital groups every day. Blue Cross, United Healthcare are waking up to this. Medicare is adding thousands of procedures to outpatient surgical center uh, centers for uh, for the coming few years. So people are waking up to this cost saving. It's 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 where we are going over the next five to 10 years. All right, welcome back everybody to another edition of Innovate Within, a part of the Startup Podcast Network. Uh, today I have on Dr. Shaquille Ahmed and uh, Dr. Ahmed has been really talking a lot lately about ASCs. And, and you know, on the show, we're talking about um, what's new, what's next. And then also uh, in a lot of cases, um, in, in today's case, how, how to save money and the future of healthcare. So, uh, Dr. Ahmed, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Don. Appreciate it. Sure. So, uh, when uh, we were introduced by a mutual friend, and he's like, "Man, you, you got to talk to Dr. Ahmed. Uh, he's one of the on the forefront of of ASCs." And so, I remember calling you. I'm like, "Okay, fill me in on ASCs." And from there, I've been completely enthralled and doing a little research. So why don't you explain to everybody what an ASC is? Absolutely. An ASC is an, is, is an ambulatory surgery center. These are lower cost alternatives to, to hospitals for minimally invasive procedures and surgeries. They have been around for about 40 to 50 years. Uh, they uh, are roughly 50% lower in cost compared to hospitals for the same services that the hospitals provide. Okay. So I'm listening to this. I'm going to pretend yes. like I haven't done a little research because we're explaining this to everybody else. Why? Why is Absolutely. it 50% less yep. on Absolutely. average? On an average though. So an ASC was created as an option to hospitals for, for services that don't need high quality, high cost, hospital care. What a hosp- what an hospital does is it adds on services to procedures and surgeries that are provided there. With an ASC, with a surgery center, that overhead is cut out. And what that leads to on an average is approximately 50 to 55% saving in procedures like colonoscopies, cataract surgeries, knee surgeries, etc. One of the ways to, to understand this saving is, is that the U.S. spends about four times more in healthcare expenses than any other country in the world. And most of that is the gap in pricing that causes it. It's not the doctor visits. It's not the social service spending. So a few examples to know is an angioplasty. That's when you open the blocked blood vessels in the heart. is about 32000 in the U.S. compared to 6000 in Netherlands, about 7000 in Switzerland. An MRI is fifteen hundred in US, but it's about four hundred dollars in UK. The main reason for this is hospital costs. We actually spend more than the next four to five countries combined together in healthcare, and this healthcare cost is expected to go to twenty percent of the GDP by twenty twenty five. Add to that the worst pandemic known to man in the last one hundred years, and healthcare cost and crisis has reached unbelievable proportions. And that's where revisiting the ASC model is the way out. And that's where we come in. We were always there. 
We were always an option. This was the this was the best kept secret in the industry. Your local hospitals were very smart and crafty in steering you away from the low cost alternative to healthcare. Uh, in ASC industry saves the U.S. healthcare about forty billion dollars a year currently by moving these low cost options to to the surgery centers. If we moved all the minimally invasive surgeries to an ASC setting, we would save $90 billion a year. That's a trillion dollars in the next 10 years. And, and that's, that's wow. something that we have to consider now, especially yeah. with the crisis and all the GDP deficits that we are going through. Okay, so <laughs> let's break this down. Let, let, let's go over the first things, like why. Why, yes. are, why were the prices out of control? Good, good. So- Healthcare, and I'll make it as simple as possible. In healthcare, the the pricing a hospital or a facility gets is directly proportional to their clout in the neighborhood and in the community. A good example is if a hospital provides emergency inpatient and outpatient care, and that's hospital A, they get a good rate from the local insurances. Hospital B in the same area would provide the same care but they also provide services to children in that metropolitan area. Hospital B gets better rates than Hospital A. Now imagine having a small surgery center, physician-owned, community-owned, et cetera, locally that provides much fewer services than both Hospital A and Hospital B. Understandably, the, the negotiating leverage is gone with the commercial pay, uh, carriers. So what happens is their costs are low. A typical example is for cataract surgery, Medicare will pay about $700 to NASC and about $1,900 to a hospital. Uh, knee surgery is about $5,000 in, in an ASC versus $10,000 in a hospital. Your co-pays and deductibles change accordingly. For a colonoscopy, your copay is about $100 in an ASC and $200 at a hospital. Cataract surgery, it's 300 copay versus 600. It's all about leverage, and hospitals have leverage. Because of that leverage, the numbers are phenomenally higher than a surgery center. It's not the quality of care. May I add, quality of care is much better. They're twice as efficient. They're twice as effective at half the cost. The infection rate is half as much as a hospital. This is all about leverage and lobbies, and they win. Oh, all right. So let's, let's go over, man, <laughs> uh -huh. there's so much I've got now on my mind. Like, um, what, what is a surgery center not and what, like, what are some apples and apples comp like uh, comparisons? Like what are some things you might not be able to do at an ASC versus the hospital? Brilliant question. And then that's, that's how you want to understand a typical surgery center. So you won't get brain surgery at an ASC. Uh, complicated surgeries, complicated procedures, patients with high risks always go to the hospitals. An ASC, a surgery center, is an option for low risk and minimally invasive procedures and surgeries for patients who don't have multiple risk factors, which is the vast majority of the patient population. So if you're getting your pancreas taken out, an ASC is not an option. We don't promote ourselves as that. We are talking about that percentage of the population that is healthy, 
And there should be no reason to keep them away from the hospitals, given the cost of the infection risk in a low cost setting of ASC, especially given the current healthcare climate. Okay. So ASCs will do everything that you typically get in your life. Colonoscopies, cataract surgeries, uh, vaginal procedures, uh, knee surgeries, knee scopes, back surgeries. Uh, we perform, the ASC group performs approximately 7 million surgeries a year. So uh, like, uh, <laughs> not that I'm talking about my health concerns, like at one time I had a kidney stone and had it, the lipotripsy or whatever it's called. Is, was that a, a candidate for an ASC? Is that something that ASCs do? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. There's, there's everything that you can think of that's not catastrophically complicated can be done in an ASC. And the list sure. is getting bigger and bigger. There's, there's eventually, if we don't control our healthcare costs, there will be no money left in the coffers. So people are waking up to this. Large insurance companies are battling the hospital groups every day. Blue Cross, United Healthcare are waking up to this. Medicare is adding thousands of procedures to outpatient surgical center uh, centers for, uh, for the coming few years. So people are waking up to this cost saving. It's, it's, it's where we are going over the next five to 10 years. So uh, mm, let me ask you this then. Um, do surgery, can, I shouldn't say, I, well, maybe I should say can, can traditional hospitals and ASCs collaborate and for lack of a better term, get along? Yes, they can. And, 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 and at multiple locations, that's the norm, actually. Hospitals are collaborating with local ASCs. Uh, the problem with a hospital-owned ASC is the moment a hospital opens an ASC, the, the hospital rates automatically go into effect. Yeah. So the cost saving is out the window. That was, Okay, yeah, that was my question then, because like, the way you're describing ASCs, I'm like, okay, the lipotripsy I had, and and again, I, I should probably take myself out of the equation, but let's just say that a person that does get uh, a, a, a easy procedure, but it's owned by the hospital, the ASCs you're talking about are really independently owned, correct? Exactly. If it, 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 the, the rates would be significantly, statistically different if a hospital is not involved. That's not to say there's no advantages in hospital and ASC combined ownerships, but uh, the true cost saving is in a freestanding in ASC uh, if with no hospital affiliation. Uh, the cost is up to 60% less. The safety is 50% more. CDC it, it did a study a few years back that said that surgeries performed at a hospital have a nine in a thousand risk of, of infections uh, versus a four in a thousand risk of infections in an ASC. Uh, the convenience of an ASC is undeniable. Uh, the time is cut in half. Stress is lower, predictable scheduling. Anything that you can think of that makes your experience and healthcare better is performed better in a hospital, in, in an ASC setting. Okay, so um, for... <laughs> the i'm trying to think like um hsas right yes, uh, yes. a lot of times so that would be a, a good candidate uh for uh, like an asc correct like it's kind of their dollars it's not necessarily having to go through a traditional insurance so your your health your health savings count that's that's a good candidate for for what you're talking about Absolutely. And, and, and there's, as I just mentioned, uh, we, Medicare saves uh, about $4 billion a year by switching cases to ASCs. 
more importantly, uh, commercial insurances save roughly $40 billion a year by performing low-cost procedures and ASCs. Out of those, yeah. $5 billion is co-pays and, and, and deductibles. And that's money back in your pockets. So is there a trend, though? Because like the only thing that I'm um, <laughs> concerned about is a lot of times when you're saying the big hospital networks, um, if my, my again, I, I don't know much. Well, this is the reason why I'm having this podcast. So my questions are truly out of naivete. But yes. because big hospitals have big networks, um, is there some uh, incentives or sway for these insurance companies not to work with ASCs? I, I don't well, want to call I, it monopoly, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, unfortunately, to quite an extent, uh, there's the monopoly. Uh, th there's an element of of of, of a monopoly that that you can't bypass. Um, we need hospitals. We all need quality healthcare, and we need hospitals because uh, uh, when when your kid gets sick and you pick him up and you rush out the door, you don't rush to the SC. You rush to the hospital. The problem is that this whole idea out there that hospitals need high profit margins to stay afloat. Uh, that's inherently quixotic. That's not true. Hospitals make billions in profits. And what we are trying to suggest is, at least for the safer procedures, move them out to a low cost setting. Hospitals would do fine and save the system another 50 billion a year just by this one small move. I hate to regurgitate facts, but, but this is what we do for a living. Um, the US student debt is $1.6 trillion. The average US student debt is $32,000. You heard about this whole political outcry about that has to be wiped out, et cetera. If you just moved orthopedic surgeries, GI procedures, and gynecological procedures out of a hospital into a safer and cheaper ASC, over the next 10 years, you could wipe the whole student debt out, the whole debt on. Mm, so talk to me then about uh, the, the similarities between, you're talking about essentially medical tourism a while ago, uh, that there are some countries that they are so astronomically cheaper and have good reputations for doing these procedures. So it's not like you're, you know, going to, you know, some country that's a little bit behind right. and you're afraid of, you know, hammer and chisel kind of procedures. You're talking about places that have done well and they, they've kind of got, what would you call like cash upfront pricing? They did though. And, and what's, what's, what's sad is that option is available right here. So imagine in, in a parallel universe that everything that you purchased uh, over the last uh, 20 years, everything that you ate, everything you purchased, the cars, the clothes that you have, there was an option for, for buying everything that you did at 50% off. And no one told you, you would be upset. That's what healthcare is. If there was a way to streamline the surgical center business and bring this more to patients' attention, we wouldn't need medical tourism. We have it all here. The costs are phenomenally lower. So I, I'm, a, I'm a gastroenterologist by profession. So I speak for my industry and my profession. Um, I, I've performed colonoscopies for the last 25 years. Um, a typical colonoscopy takes about 10 minutes. Um, in an ASC setting, in our ASCs in the Midwest, 
Um, and and, and we, we are the largest private owners of a surgical center group in the Midwest. In our ASCs, the typical cost to a patient for a colonoscopy, super simple procedure, is about eight to $900. For, to put things in perspective, with the larger university hospitals, the cost runs between ten dollars to $15,000. New York Times had an article about uh, colonoscopy costs, and there's a hospital on the East Coast that charges $28,000 for a colonoscopy. That's shameful. This is why people go out for tourism. We have all these options here. This, I mean, this has been politicized so badly that, that and unfortunately, that the, the consumer bleeds at the end because of all of this. But the options are all there. Sure. No, I, 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 I remember. I'm trying to remember who. The, actually, I think it was a, it was the John Stossel special, and they were talking about. Um, if medical insurance looked more like car insurance, it was pretty interesting because, you know, on car insurance, you, your insurance does not pay for an oil change. It does not pay for your new tires. It does not pay for brakes. It right. pays for you getting into a bad accident and needing a lot of body work. And they, right. you know, so they're kind of making this like, Hey, when, when you, when you want, um, an ER visit, it shouldn't go through your insurance unless it's a major ER visit. You, you want to get, you know, you, you, um, you know, a checkup or you go to, to get, you know, the doctor because you think you have the flu. Yeah. The medical right. insurance shouldn't pay for that because if that were the case, medical, if it was just for major medical, it would go down. And uh, it was kind of an interesting, yes, apples to oranges comparison, <clears throat> but like instead of the, 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 the car insurance system being clogged up with, you know, tire rotations and, and checkups and, or tune-ups and, and oil changes, it was, it was saved for things that were a little bit more major and, and the simplicity exactly. of that. And the second point he made, it was exactly the point you've been making here today. If, if you went into a, and I'm you know, say a Jiffy Lube, no, right. Jiffy Lube is not sponsoring the show, but if you walk into Jiffy Lube and you're like, how much is an oil change? They wouldn't say, well, it depends on who your insurance is. Good, good they, point. They have, they have one price and it's listed on the board. And when you say and you point at, I want a conventional oil, oil change, you know exactly what the cost is. That's it. It's straightforward. Now, I know that we're comparing <laughs> engines and brakes and oil changes to medical. But like you were saying, you know, a hysterectomy is, I'm sure there is some levels of difficulty, but for the most part, it's the same procedure. A tonsillectomy is a tonsillectomy. Again, I know that some people have different reactions, but for the most part, just knowing what you're paying for should be like a patient bill of rights instead of, you know, you going over and everybody hears these horrific stories of if you ask for an itemized bill and you said you had a little bit of a backache and they gave you two ibuprofen and they were $150 each, you know, the, the, these, these horror stories that you read, I think they just well put. Well, yeah, and I, th I think that, and again, by and I, I'm totally in, in, and I'm sure I will have a disclaimer at the beginning of this show when we release it. Uh, you know, you nor I are being anti-hospital. Um, we're just talking about bloated bureaucracies and saving people money. Um, and and I think that that's why I was so intrigued by you know this this innovation in healthcare for for lack of a and and, and really you know Dr. Sharma introduces both and he's like don's interested in innovation and and what's next and uh, i've been just in doing a little bit of research and obviously again i'm very naive um this what seems to be a, a fairly straightforward why does it have to be so complicated <laughs> it, 
you raise a great point. And, and, and just an FII, Dr. Sharma is a brilliant doctor and he shares my thoughts on, on the ASC industry. But but one of the things with, with uh, medical bills is hospitals fight tooth and nail to hide their charges. The Congress passed a bill supporting disclosure of pricing information. The hospital lobby fought that. The, the Congress passed the bill irrespective. Well, here's a little catch. If a hospital violates the, the disclosure of pricing information policy, there's a fine for that. The fine's $300 a day. Imagine being a two to $3 billion university network and having to pay $300 to hide your secrets. Obviously, they'll do that. ASC support the disclosure of pricing information because we have nothing to hide. These are red flags, Tom. There's no outcry because the public doesn't know. So here's here's my my suggestion. I I sincerely hope that your 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 listeners will will take this one advice down from me. A patient, any patient, you yourself, when you go to your healthcare provider and they suggest a surgery or a procedure. Ask three questions. If they want to send you to a local hospital, ask three questions. The first question should be, are you affiliated in any form with the hospital you are referring to? And that's big. And the reason is most of these doctors are employed by the hospitals and either contractually bound to refer to the hospital or coerced uh, into sending to the hospital. So question one, all this should be, and that should raise a flag. Are you affiliated in any form with the hospital you're referring me to? Question two should be, are you aware that the same procedure or surgery can be done at a surgery center locally for half the cost and half the infection risk? And the third question should be, if so, what is your reason for the referral? Anytime I have this discussion with one of my colleagues, these are the three questions I mentioned. And the reason is, I mean, people will try to, to, to bully their way through this or, or worm their way out of this. But if this question is asked by every consumer off of their providers, things will change over and over. You will save a trillion dollars over the next decade. You will wipe out the student debt, as I said, though, if, 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 if the right thing is done. There's just, unfortunately, it all boils down to lobbying and, and wait. David and Goliath were David. Yeah, and I, I think that, uh, and I we discussed this earlier. I, I and why I asked the clarifying question. Clearly, both of these have to exist, um, but because I, I, I just what I don't want is there to again see like the, there's this adversarial relationship in this conversation. However, like you were saying, when you can hide costs and and it's a couple of cents on the dollar a fractional of a cent of a dollar, um, there needs to be a little bit more truth and, and, and transparency. Um, and, and, and also, again, for, for also full transparency of, of, of this conversation, uh, you have invested in some ASCs yourself, correct? You, you practice? Yes. yes. But, but you live in both worlds, correct? Like, as you're, you're, I guess we can talk about this, you're a GI, correct? Yes, I am, working, yes. Working with traditional healthcare at times, and then you also work with ASCs, correct? I do, yes. So I, I think that's wonderful in the sense that you, we can talk about this and that you live in both worlds. Um, but just for full transparency, like that's why I wanted to talk to you because 
when I've seen some of these numbers in my own very brief research, and what I'm hearing you say is that this should be a no-brainer, but it can get, you know, the, the protectionist um, and almost predatory nature of, of the billing and, and hiding of prices and, and nefarious other things, this has to be cleaned up. And I, I'm sure that if, you know, I'm sure that there are some ASCs out there that aren't quite unethical. So we'll like, I, I understand that when we say, you know, regular hospitals, we don't mean to ba- like a, you know, brush this broad stroke and say all hospitals are bad, nor are we trying to say that every single ASC is 100,000% always ethical and, and the best cost alternative. I'm sure that there's some, some bad, some bad ones out there probably. Of course, absolutely. But, and, and, and that's so true. Yes. But as a whole, I mean, I think that's why um, this conversation, I mean, if, if this is, and I get why they're safer. I mean, like when you want to get your, you know, knee scoped, you're yes. also entering into a building where someone is, it could have a contagious disease. So Absolutely. like some of these things, like they just make sense. Um, matter of fact, one of our students, we were talking um, to the mayor of a town in Indiana where they started using EMTs to come do home healthcare visits. They're, they were very routine, very follow-up just because they were like wanting people to not enter the hospital for a while during COVID. Um, so all, you know, all this is really making sense, <laughs> but back to what we're talking about, the, the, why can't this be simple? And of course, like uh, no one's going to just fall down and say, yes, take our business. But I agree with you. The more people know, and the more, when you said, you know, have your listeners ask these questions, I think that's a great starting point. Um, seeing what options are out there. The next time you need something that, that like Dr. Ahmed was saying, if it's not, you need it like right now in a, an emergency situation, uh, look for the cost savings. Um, one of my final questions, are there any insurances out there that forbid ASCs? Uh, not really, though. It's actually the other way around. Uh, United Healthcare, for example, is asking for a, a prior off if you have to perform certain procedures in a hospital setting. People are waking up. Actually, you just raised a really interesting point, infections. Infection is one of our biggest, or a lack of infections is one of our biggest fortes. Uh, hospitals, uh, in, in a hospital setting, about 4% of patients catch infections. About 2.5% of joint replacements get infections. As a result, 26,000 a year joint infections get in, joint patients get infections in an ASC setting. Conversely, in a hospitals, in, in, I'm sorry, in a, ASC, in a hospital setting. Conversely, in an ASC setting, the infection rate is less than 1%. So the insurance companies are waking up to this. The system is waking up to it. Big Brother is waking up to it. Uh, hospitals and ASCs will have to learn to coexist and and hospitals will always be needed. They will always make a profit. Last year with COVID, um, universities like Baylor took uh, 500 to 600 million bailouts. UPMC took 500 million bailout. Mayo took a 400 million bailout. Guess what's common between all three? They all ended the year with a 800 to 900 million dollar surplus. So they made profits at the height of a pandemic. They will make profits, they will survive. It's time to put the consumer first. It's time to do what's right. Yeah. 
No arguing with you on that one. Um, man, this is, uh, this has been quite unique. I've, I have done many podcasts, normally centered around entrepreneurship, uh, normally centered around innovation, but healthcare innovation and cost savings. This one's a new one, uh, but it has been quite, uh, yeah, I, I, we brought a lot of value for listeners. So um, I'm so glad. Uh, other, you know, other little bits of advice on if people want to learn more um, or they're considering a medical procedure, how should they do a comparison? Is there a, like a general site for just to research more about ASCs? Well, you could though. You know, always search your uh, your providers, uh, the surgeons uh, that that are providing the services. You could you can research the ASCs online reviews. Uh, would help. Uh, costs are transparent for the SCs. And as I said, though, as a general rule, it's half the cost of a hospital setting. And, and provided it's a safe procedure, uh, provided the hands are safe, um, that are going to handle you, there is no better option. And, and unfortunately, I, and I, I almost, I, I'm so vocal about this. I feel that it's not unethical. Uh, just unethical. I feel it should be illegal to to perform these surgeries and procedures in a high cost setting without disclosing the pricing to a patient, knowing fully well that a cheaper alternative is available locally. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I, there's truth in lending laws at the mortgage industry. Um, that yeah, a little bit of transparency on the medical side. I agree with that. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Ahmed, I cannot thank you enough for, uh, yeah, giving me this information, giving our listeners this information. It's uh, uh, fascinating. And uh, I'm hoping that uh, more people will take a look at this and, and reconsider and, uh, you know, uh, get more informed. I, I appreciate the time, Tom. 